The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun cooking podcast with creative people where anything can happen. Today, we're in the kitchen with a shining star of audio engineers, Mr. Tony Huerta. Tony is the production manager and audio engineer for Take Six and is engineered for notable names such as Stevie Wonder, Quincy Jones Productions, Amy Grant, and Brian McKnight, just to name a few. You might know Tony as the professional singer and beatboxer who led his group Urban Method to the finals of the NBC show, The Sing-Off. What you may not know is that Tony loves to cook, especially for his kids. As a dad, if you talk about the food like you don't like it, then they will automatically not like it. And that's how, you, at least I raise my kids. So they eat everything I put on the table. On the menu today, his very own recipe for Salmon Oscar, a quick and simple dinner of perfect flaky salmon and crab over angel hair pasta and cheesy flavorful Parmesan mushrooms on the side. Are you hungry? <laughs> so am I. So let's get cooking on Marty's Music Kitchen. So hi, Tony, how are you? Great, great. Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen. This is our first, you are like the inaugural guest for the first video to video interview. Nice. So I'm in the state of Oregon and you are in? Longmont, Colorado. And I used to live in Colorado. I miss it, and I'm super excited. I, I'm uh, I'm glad you're willing to try this out, and I can't wait for my my listeners and my YouTube viewers to uh, figure out what we're cooking today. So this is great. Anyway, what are we cooking today, Tony? We are cooking um, salmon steamed in white wine <gasps> over angel hair pasta. Yes. And we're also going to do an Oscar style thing. So we're going to put some crab leg on top. Ooh, I love crab. One of my all-time favorite things to eat. So um, that sounds great. Our listeners may not know that um, you, uh, well, you and I met in Colorado. Um, I think it's while you were singing with the 17th Avenue All-Stars, which we won't say. It was some like 19, in a back, way back when. I thought we met in college at UNC. We did. We probably met there, too. All of our circles go around. You were in the best jazz group, and I was like this freshman that was like totally in love with everybody in that group. Oh, so, yeah, that was so you. Sweet. I, I love that. So, what what have you got going on now? I see some pans on the stove, and tell us what you're doing. Well, I am the touring um, production manager for Take Six, so I've been with them for 16 years. Um, we travel all over the place, and. And do some really cool concerts. Yes. Take Six is an amazing group. Amazing singers. They have 10 Grammys. They're... So last week we did a Paul Simon tribute. Did you Grammys. really? Yeah. So we were in L.A. doing uh, Paul Simon songs. So it's a TV taping. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. but Did you yep. audio engineer that as well? I did, yeah. Yeah, so we've been together for a long time. We do a lot of TV tapings, a lot of stuff. Well, I have to tell you from experience that, you know, having a sound engineer that is um, an expert like you are, I mean, you are a singer's best friend. I mean, also instrumentalists, but they can get away yeah. without a sound guy. It can always do acoustic. But a vocalist, 
we need to hear, we got to, we have to have yeah. the right mix, you know, we've got to um, do all these things that are only achieved through the magic of a wonderful sound engineer. So, and you know, they're not, they're not always, they're not always um, easy to find either. So someone who has uh, experienced mixing, uh, say an instrumental concert may not know how to mix a soprano uh, or might be better at mixing a bass voice, you know? Yeah, you know, it's, um, acapella music is very difficult for engineers to figure out because the human voice is the most complex instrument ever. So, for instance, like most instruments have two or three sonic elements, but the human voice has five wow. sonic elements. And so it's really difficult for a, a band engineer to deal with an acapella group on stage. so Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> That's the hard yeah, part. Yeah, amazing. Okay, let's go back to this cooking. So how, if we're starting the cooking process, what have you started doing here? Okay, <clears throat> so I am making some mushrooms on the side, and the mushrooms are here. Um, I don't cut them up much. Did you put any oil? Or... Yeah, but I also need to add some butter. Did you? Oh, butter. Okay. Yeah, butter right now, but right now they're just kind of um, cooking to get most of the moisture out of them. And hang on, I need two hands to do my butter, so hang on. Two hands? What? You need both hands to put butter in the mushrooms? And then, uh, of course, of course, you said earlier you were grating some Parmesan cheese in there too, right? I was, yes. So I got some fresh Parmesan, and I put it in this cool grater thing. Cool. Love it. So it's just salt, pepper, and Parmesan. And so right now I'm just going to kind of get that butter in there. But the mushrooms have so much water in them that it will help melt the cheese. I think I should do more cheese in there. Hey, I am a fan of cheese. Put more cheese in it, Tony. More cheese. Yeah, let me uh, cut up a chunk of the Parmesan. And Ooh, that looks grate. beautiful. Looks nice and aged. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I was in Europe, um, I was near Florence, um, and one of the best pieces of uh, Parmesan cheese I've ever had was at a dinner I was at. I was with my mom, who is now 86, and she ordered the vegetarian plate. So that meant fruit, vegetables, and cheese. And they bought uh, an aged 20-year Parmesan cheese. Wow. Oh, my God. It was so delicious that I kind of wished, you know, I'd had her plate instead of my chicken piccata, but you know, that was, a, <laughs> that was truly the best cheese I've ever had. Awesome. So what are you cooking in the pot there? So the pot is angel hair pasta. Just angel hair. It's just basic. Um, I am going to put some olive oil on top just so that it gets a little, little bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. That looks great. And then when I pour it out into the colander, it's going to get that olive oil on the pasta at the same time. So that goes underneath the salmon we're about to do. Ooh, salmon. And the salmon is the key. Yeah. Let me get it out of the fridge. Hang on. You know, um, I was reading the uh, list of people that you've worked with, and it's pretty impressive. I mean, not only take six, but for if you're a vocal jazz enthusiast, uh, the real group, um, of course, Quincy Jones, Amy Grant. You've even done things like the White House tree lighting and uh, Armed Forces Network and the Grand Old Opry. Yeah, the Grand Old Opry. And I mixed um, with Take Six or with other clients. Um, most of the venues in the United States, Kennedy Center, Lincoln yeah. Center. 
Um, and is it is it true you had an Emmy nomination for your work at the Grand Old Opry? I did. Woo-hoo! Well, it wasn't actually me. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was David Cherry. And David Cherry is the production manager for the, um, it's like the Armed Services Symphony Orchestra. So he's the one that actually got the nomination, and I mixed all the vocals. So I mixed Take Six and Amy Grant and Brian McKnight and, and those guys. And then he mixed all the instruments, which was like 98 inputs of instruments. So a full symphony. And we put all the vocals that I was mixing with his instrumental stuff. We mixed it together, and that's what we ended up with on the TV taping. Wow. So, yeah. Very cool. It was neat. I took a picture of my uh-huh. channel strip, which was like Take Six, you know, Alvin... Cedric Dent, David Thomas, Claude McKnight, Mark Kibble, Joey Kibble. And then next to it was Amy Grant. And I was like, oh, I love Amy Grant. Well, do you ever get to meet any of these people when you're mixing them? I mean, to me, it's like usually I'm a vocalist and there's the soundboard by way up there is the sound way up i mean we communicate but i don't usually get to meet you unless oh i i definitely i went down into the dressing rooms and i definitely met amy grant and gave her a hug oh so So. sweet is she as nice in person as she seems oh she's so nice so cool yeah yeah she's awesome my favorite amy grant album is uh she did a christmas album and i still pull that out every year even though it's probably been 20 years since it's been out now but you know yeah, what was that? Um, Breath of Heaven is the song on her Christmas album. Oh, yeah, album. that's famous. Yeah, that's what she sang with Take Six. Oh, really? At that show? Yeah, Breath of Heaven. It and did awesome. Take Six do like an acapella backup thing version of that? Yeah, they did. It was just her wow. and, and the guys. Okay, so tell us what you're doing with the salmon. Okay, so the salmon, I'm going to start it. I'm going to sear it just with some olive oil in a pan. Okay. And did you, I saw you sprinkling a little something, something on top. What was that? I did. It's just salt and pepper. I don't, I don't go very deep on that. You know, it's salt, pepper. I'm probably going to add some, oh, probably in this one, some rosemary. One handed even. I love it. So, and I'm going to sear this. I'm going to flip it over. I like to cook salmon with the skin on it because actually the skin has all the, all the uh, antioxidants and and oils that you really need for your body. So I, I go ahead and cook it on there, and I eat the skin too. All right. Well, if I would, this will be my first show. I don't actually get to taste it, so you're gonna have to tell me just how delicious it is at the end of the meal. It's going to be delicious, I promise. So I season the salmon. I'm gonna put it upside down so it gets seared. Then I'm gonna flip it so skin side is down, and then I'm gonna add wine. It's your cooking wine. Yeah, you know, and it's Franzia Pinot Grigio. You want something really dry. You don't want something sweet. Sweet salmon doesn't taste very good. So Okay, cool. So let me go ahead and get one of my glasses. Are you going to drink uh, half the half the wine? Drink one cup and then... I am going to drink. Yes, I am. Um, hold on. Okay, I have ahead. to go uh, one-handed or two-handed here. So there we go. So we're going to pour some wine. We drink wine in our house. I don't know if you can, I'm going to turn the camera so my peeps can see, but I have a wine rack that I built into my uh, kitchen because I actually am in my kitchen and I have uh, all my favorite wineries. Uh, I have some bottles up there. I've got a uh, Relic Winery is one of my favorites, Winderly. Um, who else do I have up there? Um, oh yeah. How can I forget? Canis Feast. And uh, those are all, you know, I'm uh, in the Willamette Valley. We've got a lot of great, um, weather for growing grapes so we have 
hundreds of wineries, and those are my... You're in the Moreno Valley? Is that where you are? I'm in the Willamette Valley. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know where well, it is. What um, is that? The Willamette River. Um, it's an Indian name. The Willamette, W-I-L-L-A-M-E-T-T-E, is uh, the main river that goes clear down um, through Eugene, Oregon, which is a little bit more south. Um, and it it's in Portland, and it, it uh, dumps into the Columbia River and uh, close to Astoria. Okay. And then now we've got uh, tons of rivers around here. So we've got the Clackamas dumps in the Willamette, and the Willamette dumps into the Columbia. But um, the whole valley here is the Willamette Valley, and it's just especially uh, beautiful for growing grapes for the wine. All right, so you added the wine just right into your pan, or you haven't added it yet? Not yet. So I want to sear the salmon so it looks nice and brown. And then after I flip it over to skin side down, then I'll pour in the wine and put a lid on it so that it gets uh, nice and steamed. And then we need to get our crab. So here's my crab that I'm working on. King crab. And so we're going to shred that up and put that in with the wine. Oh, look at that. That just came right out. That's amazing. Oh, wow. How did you do that? You just took a whole crab leg, cracked it, and then dumped it out, huh? Yeah, so now we're going to just take this crab and shred it up a little bit. We're going to make our ostrich. Okay. So, here we go. I think our salmon is probably, eh, it's almost brown enough. You just want to sear it so it looks nice. No, this is a very fast meal to cook. Oh, that's very beautiful. Fast. So, I mean, really all we're doing is, is searing it for the color. Uh-huh. Because it'll cook, once you steam it in the wine, it'll cook all the way through. So. And my angel hair pasta is looking good. Mm-hmm. There we go. Our crab. We're gonna, so I would call this, I don't, I don't really know if this is a recipe from anybody. I just made it up. I call it Salmon Oscar. All righty. Uh, now that my salmon is done and seared, ooh, that looks good. I'm gonna flip it over. Mm-hmm. And once it's flipped, good. Um, now I'm gonna put the wine in there. There we go. We're gonna put the lid on it. So now it's gonna just steam and steam and steam. There we go. I should ask, what's your what's your burner temperature? Uh, burner temperature is sitting at medium. Ah, uh, nice. So it's gonna just steam for a while, and I I gotta drink the wine. <laughs> You're drinking your wine. Well, I didn't use it all, so you know, gotta finish it up. Yes. Hmm. So that's that. We're gonna let it boil off quite a bit. So right now it's just steaming. It's cooking all the salmon. I like to leave it a little pink on the inside. But today I'm going to go cooked all the way through. And then I'm going to put my crab in there too. That looks great. Yeah, and there's our crab. Real crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then our mushrooms are back here cooking. Oh, they're almost done. So we're turn the heat off on those. Yeah, so we're going to have cheese all over our mushrooms. And then we're going to have wine inside of our salmon. And then we're going to throw in the crab on top of it. Do you cook like this for your um, take six peeps? No. (laughs) No, but I cook like this for my kids. Do you really? Yep, this is what I'm doing. I'm putting the crab on top. 
just going to steam in there in the white wine. So we're going to have that uh, bit of crab on top. You're making me so hungry. Well, it's a pretty awesome dinner, I have to say. So there we go. And we're going to let that steam a little bit more. Are you raising uh, food snobs? No. I mean, my kids eat everything. <laughs> we go to sushi and they eat everything. So That's yeah. great. I love sushi. Yeah, they eat vegetables. So in the summer, I grow green beans in my backyard. And my little eight-year-old just goes to town on green beans all summer. <laughs> now, is the eight-year-old, is that your golfer? No, my eight-year-old is Ava. She's my little organizational wonder. <laughs> uh, she's, okay, that's her good. room is perfectly in, in its place. And uh -huh. she's also golfing. But my 14-year-old is the golfer golfer. So I've seen videos of her. She's quite good. Yeah, she's now she made it onto the high school uh, golf team, and now she's ranked fifth on the uh -huh. team. No kidding! Congratulations! Yeah. You must be such a proud papa. I am. Of course I am. Let me get out some plates. I have no one here to eat this with me, so. Oh, this will be my like I said, my first show where I can't taste it, and it's going to drive me nuts. Well, I think I'm done cooking everything. Everything's done. Cooking. Already? Let's go ahead and serve it up. Yeah. Well, we, you can serve it up fast. and we can sit down and talk. It's very fast. This is a quick dinner. Because you're steaming the salmon, you're not cooking it all the way to start with. So I'm going to go with my angel hair pasta. I need to strain it, and I'm going to disappear while I do that. All righty. Strain it in a strainer. You'll hear me do it. Oh, that's okay. That's all that counts, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, your kids, um, you've raised them to be food appreciators. You know, I, as a dad, if you talk about the food like you don't like it, then they will automatically not, not like it. Right. So you're like, ooh, broccoli, ooh, you know. No, you have to actually just, you know, mm, I love broccoli. I mean, it's not my preferred thing. I'd rather have just a salad. But broccoli's not bad. I, just oh, I love prefer broccoli. other things. And that's how, you, at least I raise my kids. So they eat everything I put on the table. That is fantastic. I think you were a, you were a lucky man. And I know um, that you're known for your cooking. I mean, we had to, I don't know, you went through three or four or five different options before you settled on this dish to make for the show. So you're an avid cooker-er. I, I love to cook. I just, I can't, can't help it. You know, I really do love it. So. Well, my kitchen uh, in this house, um, I love it. It's it's fantastic. It's um, nice and spacious, and uh, I built in um, a lot of the the elements that were missing. It was like someone just didn't run out of money when they put the kitchen in, and so yeah. I finished it when I came in the house. And yeah. I cook in here a lot, um, and it's big enough, like I said, for two. So someone can be chopping stuff if we want to make it together, and you know, hit the stove, or if I'm on my own, then I'm on my own. I got plenty of room to do that. Oh, pasta. Yep, there's olive oil there. I'm going to do a little pepper on top. All right. Love that combination. Pepper on top. Okay, there's that. Then we're going to get the salmon. Ooh, it's coming apart. All right. Which means it's totally cooked perfectly. So I'm still so impressed that it cooks so quickly. And then the crab on top. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then next to it go the mushrooms. Oh, it looks so good. And the mushrooms are cheesy, 
Parmesan cheesy mushrooms. So, oh, look at that. Oh, I am looking at that. That is delightful. So the mushrooms have the crunchy Parmesan cheese. You can see that. And then the salmon is just, oh, it's falling apart on top of the angel hair pasta and then crab with it. And then the other thing we're going to do is the sauce. You've got more sauce? Oh, no, the sauce out of the pan. Yeah, the reduction in there. That's what And that needs to go on top of... Yes, it does. There we go. And look, you've got some leftover wine to drink. I have a little bit. Yeah, I have a whole box of it. (laughs) I need to send you a really good bottle of wine, Tony. Uh, Sure. I wouldn't mind. Something dry. I like dry. So this is the whole deal. I mean, you have the um, white wine reduction. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to ask you to take some really awesome photos with your iPhone later um, of a plated dish. But now, why don't you sit down and eat and let's talk? Yeah, we'll do that. Let me sit down. I'm not going to sit down. I'm just going to stand here and eat. You're going to stand and eat? Yeah. We can do that, too. Now you got me feeling so stupid when I couldn't understand. You got me reeling around in circles, incomprehensible. So tell me, um, have you had any uh, great food adventures um, while you've been on the road so much? Yes, I have. Hmm. Oh, wow. What's it taste like? The mushrooms are amazing. <laughs> You're making me so hungry. Well, I do have a funny food story from Take Six. Uh, oh, please do tell. Yeah. We were in Poland, and the guy's writer says, um, please provide a good fish, you know, dish of fish. So we sit down and they bring out an entire fish, like with the head and everything. It's about two and a half feet long. Wow. Big, giant fish in Poland. And so Alvin Chia, uh, being the gambling man he is, <laughs> the base guy takes six. He's like, hey, man, I'll give you 20 years if you eat the eyeballs. If you can eat the eyeballs? Yeah, 20 euros. Ew. At the time, it was about $30. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I up, really? I You're easy. I would have said no. Up the five hundred bucks. No, I don't think I could have done it. Well, my dad, I don't think there's any amount of money. Yeah, my dad was a provider, so we ate everything under the sun. So we had rabbits and squirrels and chickens and ducks and you know elk, deer, antelope, moose, a lot of fish. You know, so I got the eyeball and I ate it. And then I also got like the, there's like a jaw muscle on the fish. And so I uh, that, yeah. that too. And he's like, wait a minute. Did you get an extra 30 bucks? <laughs> yeah, I did. 
So he's, he's never bet me to eat anything else again because I'll eat anything. Wow. Good to know. That's mm -hmm. totally funny. Ooh, so delicious. Mm -hmm. I bet your son will uh, wake up um, and smell the deliciousness and come out and demand to be fed. I hope so. So um, I know that you um, also were on television, 12 episodes of The Sing-Off yeah. uh, with a group, I don't know if you formed it or whatever, called Urban Method. Yeah, Tell us about I it. I the group, yeah. I um, pretty much put together the group with singers that were in my studio in different groups. So ah. different professional groups, um, Group Society, In the Buff from CU. Groove Society. Right? You know them. You know, I was in the, I have to toss it, I was in the first iteration of Groove Society, which was, we called ourselves After Hours. So, oh. Joey Herbert and Bianca and um, Bianca, yeah. myself. And then actually, Tris Curlis was in that original group. And Tris oh. Curlis happens to be the bass singer for Manhattan Transfer. So, um, and we sang together through, through college and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tris and Tris, great. I'll, I'll say this on another show, but Tris actually showed me the best. Uh, we used to ride together all the time. And he said, uh, we got, you know, back then in college, I was eating, we ate McDonald's, you know. And he'd say, well, do you know which part of the Happy Meal to eat first? I'm like, no. He goes, the French fries, because they're best when they're hot. True. So um, he's the one who taught me that if you're gonna if you're gonna be in college and eat McDonald's, you gotta eat the French fries first. Absolutely. So, anyway. Groove Society. Mm -hmm. They're so good. And they um, actually also did one of my songs called Brazilian. That's your song? You wrote that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the one that goes... That's my song. Probably 100 hours in that, on that track of Groove Society. Cool song. I loved recording that. That was really cool. It's a fun song. All right, so back to Urban Method. Yeah, Urban Method. I just formed it out of the group from a bunch of people in my studio and and we sent in a video to NBC and they sent us a contract a few days later. So we went on, we went through all 12 episodes and we went to the finals and then we lost to Pentatonix. Well, they're pretty good too. And they're still around. I see releases from them every once in a while. So they won, that's they got cool, the record so. deal. They had all their media and everything was, was awesome. And we had a contract to where we couldn't compete with them. <gasps> oh. ah, corporate man yeah. contracts are a bitch <laughs> yeah we had to wait one full year before we could release anything well we could release something but it was owned by sony if we did anything and so we waited an entire uh, year and then we put out a live concert at um at the paramount theater ah nice do you uh can you demonstrate some beatbox for me <laughs> sure. come on you're so good at it. What style do you want? Oh, what style? I get a choice of beatbox style. I don't know. Whatever your country, favorite country, is. Country, country is. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? R&B is. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you can do that. All right, do some, do jazz, do something jazzy. Oh, okay, we can do that. Uh... Very cool. Here we 
go, right? Yeah, it's just a little brushy. Yeah. That is, I, I, that is very beyond me to do any kind of sounds like that. I just, other than sounding like a, a Brazilian bird in the background, doing sounds like that is totally not in you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm deeply impressed that you can do that. So awesome. what's on the horizon? Like, what's what's your current projects? What are you working on? Uh, I am always in the spring. I'm always working on mixing and editing in the studio for a bunch of high school groups. Yeah, those high school groups um, are amazing. You know, way better than what it was like when I was in high school. So, you know, that's what I'm working on. Very cool. And then you just came back from, I think you guys were in L.A., right? For the Paul Simon tribute? Yeah. L.A. for the Grammy Paul Simon thing. Uh, take six guys sang with Dave Matthews and uh, some woman named Angelique from uh, Africa. Did you get to meet uh, Dave Matthews? I did. He's a cool dude. That's <laughs> cool dude. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, he would and I, be a great I, interview. Yeah, and then I got to meet the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> you got to meet the Jonas. I know. I saw that. You did post a picture of that, but yeah. it's kind of it's kind of fun because I mean, there's this fine line in between. Hey, can I get a picture with you? And actually, genuinely meeting someone. So, like, um, I met John Lithgow once, um, a long time ago when he was just had gotten out of doing, you know, some of the early '80s things. He was really, really popular with the sci-fi crowd then. And he was walking through um, one of the big parks uh, by the Space Needle in Seattle, where I was living and singing at the time, and. Uh, we went up and introduced ourselves and he's a giant hulking man. I mean, he's not hulking in terms of size, but he's like six foot four. Yeah. So, and he was just the most kind, wonderful man. And of course this was before cell phones. So we didn't ask to take a picture, but it was something that I'll always remember just because he was genuine and honest mm -hmm. and you know, no pictures exist, but I did meet him. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes, you know? So I was, we were in the basement. It was the Pantages Theater in L.A., right on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And in the basement, they were doing, like, this media room. So they had, like, cameras and a bunch of, like, black curtains and stuff to divide it up. There were three interview areas. So I'm standing inside the door, you know, with Take Six. You know, I'm just there being support, you know, if they need water or whatever. I'm not engineering anything. And I'm standing next to this guy, and I'm like, oh, hey, you're going to get interviewed? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't recognize him, you know? You know? So I was like, oh, cool, you're Shaggy. Cool, good to meet you. I didn't know who you were. So. Yeah. You and now you know. And I wonder if, if that's flattering to Shaggy that someone doesn't know who he is, or if it's annoying. I'm not quite sure. But I don't know. You know, I think, I think it would be... It happens probably more often than you know. I mean, you know, people who happen to have more um, more time in the spotlight have mm -hmm. an equal time where they still have to shop and go to the store. And, you know, yeah. and you might think, oh, that person looks a little bit like Jennifer Aniston. And it is Jennifer Aniston. Is. You never know, right? So yeah. I think it probably happens more often than you think. Yeah, I did that with Shania Twain. Um, did we, you? She well, looks we like Shania Twain. Well, we were at the um, the Montreux Jazz Festival. Everyone in the Montreux Jazz Festival goes up to Claude Knob's house. I didn't know who Claude Knob was, but he's the main producer of the Montreux Jazz Festival. So we drive all the way up in the Alps and go to this house, and we 
there's like this big outdoor seating area with a bunch of picnic tables and and so I was sitting there and, and the lady sitting behind me, I swear, looked like Shania Twain, but she was speaking French. And so I was like, oh, that's not her. No, that can't be Shania Twain. So we chatted a little bit, you know, and we're all sitting there eating lunch. And so I get back to my hotel room that night and I look up, well, sh- that, that woman was talking to a French guy and they were both speaking French the whole time. And so I get back to my hotel room, I look up, Shania Twain's husband, and it was the guy. <laughs> so I sat there with Shania Twain the whole time, one of my favorite country artists ever, and I didn't get a picture. Uh, we just chatted a little bit about the the food. <laughs> that was it. Oh, wow. it was so See, it does happen. You're living proof. It happens all the time. She's wearing a baseball cap and just a white T-shirt and some jeans and wow. speaking French. The whole time. And, so. Yeah. So who knew, right? Because <sighs> magically, guess. everyone knows Shania Twain speaks French. So At least when I met Amy Grant, I knew who that was. And I was like, give me a hug. And she's like, okay. So that was cool. I can imagine. So, well, um, so people can go to, I'm assuming, acapellamix.com. And where else can they find, uh, find out about you and what you do? Really just um, a good way to do it is just Google. My name. And how do you spell it? My last name is H-U-E-R-T-A. If you Google And I had a lesson. I'm going to try it. Ready? Huerta. Yes, you did it. Woohoo! Google Tony Huerta or just Tony Acapella and everything that I have done is pop. It pops up. So Including all the current Take Six stuff too. Anything. I also teach a lot of acapella festivals and things. Yeah. Kids still, you know, eat that up. I mean, they need it. And we've, we've had, you and I had um, a unique experience at UNC. It was just such a rich um, educational area for vocal jazz. Um, and it's great that you're still um, passing on that legacy um, to kids and keeping, keeping it alive and teaching them how to beatbox. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Maybe when I come to Colorado again to visit, you can teach me. Sounds good. Sounds good. You know, everybody that we went to college with, so like Michelle Barnes. Yes. um, Brad Reese. Yes. There's so many, but they all run most of the major jazz programs in the country now. Do they really? University. Michelle Barnes is at University of North Texas. Brad Reese is in Ohio at Tiffin. Right. Uh, Trist Curlis, who we went to school with, is singing with Manhattan Transfer. Matthew Selby is the music producer for Disneyland. Matt Selby? Good for him. Way to go, Matt. He's the man. Anything you hear in the, in the park is, is Matthew Selby producing. Wow. I love that. All the bands, all the artists and everything. Um, if it's not a theme, then it's him. So... So, yeah, we have a lot of friends from UNC that are just making waves, you know? Flying high. And here I am talking about food and music. So I don't know if that counts as educational, but I still do some shows and I do an occasional jazz festival. But, you know, I just love my little podcast and love the food and the people and the conversation. And that is what we've done today. And, Tony, I so appreciate you coming to be um, on my podcast with the fabulous... Um, salmon with, topped with crab over angel hell pasta with mushroom parmesan mushrooms on the side that looked yeah. delicious and a white wine sauce. 
Yeah. Thank just thank you so very much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was cool. I've never cooked for anybody. Well, especially on camera. I cook for people, but not on camera. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right let's cool. wave. Let's wave goodbye to the people. Bye. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Check out the new Marty's Music Kitchen Season 1 Cookbook featuring recipes, photos, and innovative QR codes so you can listen to the podcast while you cook. Buy it today at martymendenhall.com or on Amazon. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. <laughs>